Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, joined here with my co-host, girlfriend, partner, the Sally to my Harry, Kara Zalaya. It's a me, Sally. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal, it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That is correct. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no other reason than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Kara, what are we watching this week? This week is so special. It's been a bit of a dry spell for us when it comes to watching good movies, but we are so excited to be watching the 1989 classic When Harry Met Sally, starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan as the titulars Harry and Sally. We made it, Yang. We did it. We're here. And look. I know that this movie is considered a New Year's movie, but Christmas happens in it twice, so it counts. It passes my bar of being a Christmas movie. A lot of it is in the winter. Yeah, exactly. And that's good enough for me. And it is Meg Ryan in pants. (laughs) It's so good. Carol, why don't you tell the folks at home your history with this movie? So clearly, I absolutely adore this movie. I can't remember the first time I watched it, but I do know that I must have been in middle school, I think. Mm -hmm. And we had it on VHS eventually, or DVD. It was one of those things where I was in the midst of really developing opinions and watching things, you know? Right, right. And I arrived at that point earlier than most people, I think, do, because most people, like, discover music for the first time in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, deep into Radiohead and, like, Pink Floyd and watching a lot of cinema. Right, the pipeline to When Harry Met Sally. The pipeline to When Harry Met Sally. And this was just one of those movies that kept coming up as one of the all-time greatest comedies. And that's how it was introduced to me. But yeah, I watched it. I fell in love with it. I feel like I've watched it at least once a year ever since then. So I have seen this movie upwards of a dozen times. Yeah, if not more. If not more. Yeah, it is one of my go-to comfort movies. I just adore it. It's so good. How about you, dear Daniel? When did you watch When Harry Met Sally for the first time? For the first time I really watched it was last year with you for the first time. I, you know, I knew about this movie and I've seen a lot of other Nora Ephron movies, the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan duo of Sleep is in Seattle and You've Got Mail. And I feel like I'd seen bits and pieces of When Harry Met Sally, if not through other movies, you know, or other TV shows. But the first time I really watched it in earnest was last year. And this movie is amazing. It's so good. good And it holds up well. I watched it again this year for this episode just because I'd only seen it the one time. Kara was kind of in and out while I was watching it. And I, I was, was quoting it from the other room. She really was. She was like, did they already say the part where... And I'm like, yeah, they did. I was like, they just did this. They're like, oh, you're that far into it already? I didn't really realize how much you were watching. It's one of those things, like it's a song that you know so well that, uh, you know, you can get like a notification on your phone and you like never lose the breath. Like, I really feel like I can recite this movie top to bottom. Really? You just like, you know when the beat drop is and it's... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really good. I really, really enjoy this movie. And let's just get into it, shall we? Yeah. You know, I always say that we do a good job of explaining what this movie is and so folks don't have to watch it. And I feel like this is one of those movies that definitely is kind of spoiler proof uh, yeah. because of culture. So, you know, if you have never seen When Harry Met Sally, you don't have to pause this episode. But after you listen to this episode, 
go watch it. And it is one of my go-to examples of how movies don't need to be longer than 90 minutes. That's true. This is a tight 90. Yeah. And... It really moves. It takes place over a number of years, but it really is the quintessential rom-com. Let's get into it. What is When Harry Met Sally all about? When Harry Met Sally came out in 1989 and was directed by Rob Reiner and was written, of course, by Nora Ephron. Stars Billy Crystal as Harry, Meg Ryan as Sally, Carrie Fisher as Sally's friend Marie, and Mm. Bruno Kirby as Harry's friend, Jess. Just hits on hits on hits with this casting. Everyone is so good. Everyone is pulling their weight, and it's really, really good. Oh, God. This story is Harry and Sally's love story told over a series of years, and kind of the mechanic they do to tell this is every time there's a break in them seeing one another, there are other older couples that tell their love stories throughout the movie. So the movie opens with like an older couple telling the story of how they met And then it cuts to when Harry and Sally first meet. They depart from each other for another five years. And another couple comes in and is like, in like kind of a documentary style. Yeah. That's kind of the device for how this story is told. But let's get to the meat of it. So the movie opens with Harry getting a ride from Sally from University of Chicago to New York City after they've graduated college, it seems like. Yes. Their first sort of like interaction with each other is them meeting on this 18 hour car ride where Harry is dating one of Sally's friends. and Amanda Reese. Oh, <laughs> I'm, the reason I'm laughing is because we we were one of the things we're, we're going to do is play a trivia game of how well does Kara know this movie? And she's already answered like four of the questions from the trivia within this opening sentence. And so we're we're going for it. Harry says to Sally that men and women cannot be friends right. because of the sex thing. It always gets in the way. It always gets in the way. And he, he like, sort of comes on to her, but not really. He doesn't really come on to her. He's just like, what if we what if we were to hook up? And she's like, is this a come on? He's like, no. <laughs> this is a hypothetical. <laughs> Which I agree with. I don't think that's him coming on to her. It seems more like a hypothetical. I mean, it seems like one of those guys who's always like, what if we hooked up? Ha ha, obviously I'm just kidding. You know, but, but yeah. if you had said, like, okay, they'd be like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. One of those guys who says, oh. (laughs) Anyway, so they get, after this long drive, they get to New York and they're like, I'll see you around, I guess. It was nice, nice meeting you. And it cuts away to five years later. Five years later, they meet in an airport. Harry and Sally are both waiting to get on a plane. Sally is hooking up with her then boyfriend, Joe. And Harry knows Joe from various things, I guess, just because, you know, it's it's New York City. It's a small town. People <laughs> run into each other. <laughs> a city of 8 million people, you're bound to run into your ex-wife. Yeah. They are sitting near each other on the plane, and they talk to each other again about how things are going. Harry's engaged. Yeah. And Sally's in this relationship with Joe. Harry's like, okay, well, maybe men and women can be friends when they're in relationships. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, no, because then you worry about, oh, why are they friends with them? Because are they not being fulfilled by me? And if they're if they if they say that they are, then that definitely means that they're hooking up with them. So again, the sex thing gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, this is his like overarching like hypothesis throughout the first act, I would say, yeah. of this movie, which is probably like the most infamously like problematic thing about this movie. But he outgrows that by the second act. Right, exactly. So they're like, it was nice knowing you. You look great. And then five years later, after they depart, they meet again. This time they're at a bookstore. Okay, good. 
You don't seem to know the bookstore. Oh, the no, they're at the Shakespeare and whatever. I assumed you were going to chime in with that bit of air. <laughs> Why bit of... I, chime? I didn't chime in at what airport they were in. No, but you chimed in with what his girlfriend... His... Yeah, Amanda Reese. We almost didn't make it. You guys were so close. Amanda Rice. That's what I said. <laughs> Reese. Oh, it's so funny. So at this point, Sally and Joe have just broken up because Joe, they seem to want different things Yeah. at this point. Harry's wife has left him for another man. And so they, they start talking. They go grab lunch. And this is the point where they decide we're going to have a platonic friendship because yeah. they've both just gotten out of pretty messy relationships and they're both pretty heartbroken. And they're like, we just need someone to talk to. This is when their friendship really begins. They start going to museums together, walking through Central Park in their best fall outfits. It's a New York movie like no other. It's New York is the third character. It's fall. New York's the first character. Yeah. And then yeah. Harry and Sally are the second th- second two characters. Yeah. They talk on the phone every night. They watch movies together as they fall asleep or don't fall asleep. Harry can't sleep. It's great. Because he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He can't sleep. Pretty soon after this, they start to kind of catch feelings for each other. And so what they do is they try and set up their friends with the other friend. Harry brings his friend Jess to set up with Sally. Sally brings her friend Marie to set up with Harry. Immediately, Jess and Marie fall for each other. They're interested in what the other one is saying. Marie has read Jess's articles in the... New York Magazine. Thank you. (laughs) I don't think we need to do this quiz anymore. (laughs) So they're like, okay, that didn't work. But they still hang out, and they're still hanging out just as friends. And then one day, they're inside of a store where Harry runs into his ex while they're singing karaoke. What are they singing? Sorry, with the fringe on top. Yes. From Oklahoma. Correct, Oklahoma. Harry just loses it. He's like, like you said, in a city of 8 million people, what are the odds of running into your ex? Yeah, he runs into his ex-wife and the man that she left him for. Whose name is? Ira. (laughs) so harry has a breakdown and he screams when he goes to jess and marie's house because they're arguing over a wagon wheel table yes and he's like it doesn't matter in five years you're gonna be arguing about whose table this was not not whether you should have had it now and jess is just like that's not gonna be us and he gets rid of the table immediately (laughs) and harry's like i'm sorry i was being a butt yeah because he's like your your relationship is doomed for divorce and you all are gonna have to like Write your name in your books and save yourself thousands of dollars in legal fees. Yeah, he's, he's being real cynical right now. Yeah. You know, it, it happens. Then, after a little bit of time passes, Sally finds out that her ex, Joe, is getting married. And Sally, to this point, has been pretty rock solid about her breaking up with Joe. She's like, that's just the way it is. People grow apart, and then they break up. But this, she goes into a full tizzy. She, she's a mess. She's a wreck. I should say, also, Harry's just constantly a mess and a wreck. <laughs> yeah this isn't like oh sally the woman oh what a mess harry's constantly (laughs) harry's constantly depressed and upset that's why he can't sleep he's just like what's the point i will say him and jess have a really healthy beautiful uh male friendship with each other correct yeah and they are very open they talk about their sex lives they talk about his divorce like you know it is nice that sally isn't harry's sole person that he confides in yeah there isn't like a heavy codependency not at all it's super healthy and yeah it's really good but anyway sally calls harry to have him come over and harry comes over and they end up doing it yeah yeah and it's not good friends i mean it's good it's good but it's it's not it's not right 
No. It wasn't the right moment for them. Mm -hmm. And they both realize that, but they're both kind of eh about it. They're not very kind to each other. They forget that they're friends in this moment. Harry's like, tries to leave. And yeah. she's like, where are you going? He's like, I just, I, I don't know. I got to go, but let's hang out later. <laughs> she's like, okay. And this is after Harry's been like, here's all my moves to, to leave somebody yeah. after I've just had sex with them. Yeah. And so she just feels like, oh, I'm just another, another number. Mm -hmm. And like, he's, she's clearly not, but everybody's kind of in a state and yeah. of confusion, regret, just being upset. It's it's not great. And they, they also, there's a fun scene where they both go home. Harry and Sally go home and they call Jess and Marie. Jess and Marie are in bed next to each other. And they're both having simultaneous conversations with Harry and Sally and giving each other the details about what happened. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just really like good timing. It's got the split screen. It's, it's really, really good. Then at Jess and Marie's wedding, they get into it. They have a, a big spat. Harry and Sally decide they're not going to be friends anymore. Harry's been trying to apologize to Sally and Sally's just not having it. And so Sally's like, I'm done. We're done. I can't, I can't keep doing this, doing this dance with you anymore. And they, they part ways. Finally, after a few months, it's New Year's Eve. Harry has been spending the night alone, reflecting on his life and his past failings. And Meg Ryan has been at this party all by herself, getting hit on by guys and just not having a good time. She's about to leave this New Year's Eve party. Harry sprinting across all of New York City as fast as I've ever seen anybody run. At one point you were like, oh yeah, sure, just turn full sprint around a corner. The way, it's like a cartoon how fast he turns the corner. <laughs> to get to Is that not how you run outside? No. In December in New York City, no way that ground is not just a pile of mush. Yeah, yeah. He probably ate it like four times in that scene. <laughs> or they filmed it in like June. True, yeah. So Harry makes his way to the New Year's Eve party and delivers his final monologue. To Sally, says all of his wonderful, amazing things. And Sally responds, I hate you. <laughs> and then they kiss. And that's the movie. The movie then ends with them on the couch, on like the couch the doing their doing their bit in the documentary being like, and that's how we met. We, it took us 12 years to get together. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful movie. There's so many little details and bits that are in this movie that were not captured in this recap. So I definitely would go watch it. I had a lot of pressure on me of the, the weight of the weight of 20 years of watching this movie. The eyes, the eyes were watching me from Kara across the table. I mean, I can uh, get into my notes. Oh, I thought you were going to say I can tell you the whole dialogue of the movie from start to finish. But this is a 30, not 90 minute podcast. Correct. So. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Tell me tell me some notes, some of your favorite things about this movie. What do you what do you got for me? For me, this is a near-perfect movie. Yeah. Genuinely through and through. I just adore this movie. And this is not one of those movies that, like, I ironically like. And it's a bit, like, I just, yeah. it is a classic for a reason. It's objectively, it's objectively a good movie. Yeah. And the way that this movie moves, the pace of the dialogue is just Nora Ephron at her absolute best. It's so smart. There's so many little details in the writing that really elevate these characters with the way that Sally orders food um, oh that just yeah. sort of plays through. It starts in the diner. It then it, it also plays through in the airplane. She orders like a Bloody Mary in a very specific way. Like it, in all the stages of 
Sally's life, there's this like little like tick of hers. There's these conversations that are just so amazingly hilarious. Like the conversation, I mean, the iconic orgasm scene at Kat's deli to uh, them discussing about like the weird sex dreams that they have had, which is so funny. Um, <laughs> You're telling me a faceless man <laughs> rips, rips your clothes, clothes off. off. And that's it. Well, sometimes I'm wearing different clothes. And I've had that dream since I was 12. It's so good. There's also all these amazing scenes with Bruno Kirby and Billy Crystal that are so good. Billy Crystal talking about his divorce while they're at like a game of some sort and the wave is just happening. Like they're literally just like doing the wave and they're talking about how harsh, you know, the, the moment of the divorce when, uh, Helen, Billy's, Crystal's wife, decides to leave. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite role of Carrie Fisher's. She is luminous in this. She's so funny. She's so gorgeous. Also, everyone looks great in this movie, including Billy Crystal. There are many phases of Billy Crystal in this movie, from, like, young college grad Billy. There's a big chunk of it where he's got, like, this scruffy beard. Yeah. And Meg Ryan's, like, after he shaves it, she's like, oh, I like you so much better without the beard. And I'm like... I don't dislike Billy without the beard, but he didn't look bad at all with the beard. No, he looked great. It's all just hits in such an amazing way. This the songs that are picked are also just like this is, classic. This is the Harry Connick Jr. soundtrack. Yeah. This was like his thing. Yeah. He like won awards for this soundtrack. Yeah. God, I could gush about this movie forever. And I've talked about this with my, you know, my my female friends who like just worship Nora Ephron the way that I do, and I really can't tell she has had such an impact on my life that I can't tell what things I've done in my life because I wanted to do it or because I saw it in a Nora Ephron movie. Right, yeah. Like I if I had not seen an, as many Nora Ephron movies as I've seen specifically when this one and You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. I maybe would never have lived in New York City. Yeah, that's wild to think about. Yeah, she just has such an impact. And it's it's weird for me to be talking about this on this podcast because it's not that I'm disingenuous in our other, like, episodes. But we're so bit-filled. Yeah, yeah, ones. where I'm just sort of, like, I'm, like, beaming right now because I, I love this movie so much. I'm just kind of letting you go. I just, like, it's fun to watch. Every line in this movie is used well. There's yeah. not, like, a wasted line. And, like, also the silence is used well because there's so much constant dialogue and movement and action and motion the silent stares between the cast members throughout the movie and like the moments of like hesitation and pause are like the ones that are like really hit in a way that they wouldn't if this was paced differently yeah also the the way that meg ryan just invented fall oh my gosh she (laughs) every outfit she has is iconic this hat let's not forget billy crystal with that chunky knit white sweater yeah like he walked are you gonna say the same thing i was gonna say move over chris evans i was gonna say billy crystal walked so chris evans could fly in knives out another movie that i absolutely adore i i absolutely love it i i really don't have my only notes are you know pointing out the things that didn't age well Billy Crystal's significantly older than Meg Ryan in this movie. Is he? Yeah. Meg Ryan is currently 59 years old. Mm-hmm. Billy Crystal's 73. Okay. So, so that's a 14-year like a... age difference. Yeah, that's a big gap. <laughs> you know, that's not great because they're supposed to be playing basically the, the same, same age. age. Yeah. And then, you know, this is where a lot of the trope of like men and women can't be friends sort of like spun out from. Right. 
But that's not, I would say, this movie's fault. The point is that, well, I mean, the casting is Hollywood being Hollywood. But the point is that Harry is like an asshole. Like that's kind of built into his character. The fact that people have grabbed that and been like, oh, this is a universal truth uh, is, you know, bullshit. But I also feel like that misses the point of the movie because they are friends. Yeah. Like there's a lot of the most of the movie. They are friends. Yeah. I, I, Not to I, mention that they have a very beautiful friendship with their couple friends. Right. It's not like Sally isn't friends with Jess mm-hmm. or... Yeah, they're co-workers. Yeah. It, you really feel like these characters are real. They feel very lived in and fully fleshed out. And you can you can sense everything about them within 90 minutes. And right. that's such, such a... Even like the side characters, like people that they're like Helen and Ira and it all just flows and does so well and it's also just so quotable it's one of the most quotable movies of all time well like i've only seen it twice and i've already dropped like four quotes yeah in. yeah baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation <laughs> Baby <fish> mouth. <laughs> i say that all the time i know uh, yeah how about you any 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 notes anything you want to i mean we've talked about this i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast just generally but you and i have talked about this a lot about this movie and th- the show new girl mm. where like one of the things that's nice and new girl is definitely influenced by this movie oh 100 like, is that the characters are all in like their mid-30s yeah when they're like in their like couple dumb or whatever and like really finding finding themselves still and it's just nice to like see people in their like mid thirties, like yeah. still figuring it out. And yeah. it's not like this, like everybody's eighteen and they're <laughs> rushing into a relationship and anything. In a worse movie, there'd be no time jumps from when they when they meet in New York City to to them getting yeah, you know. But that doesn't hit as well as like the way it's spaced spaced out over twelve years, you know. Yeah, and it, I mean, if they graduated college, which they did at the beginning of the movie, they're. 22 so they're 34 yeah when 34 35 when they get married Mm -hmm. which is just so refreshing it is something that's just also a very new york city thing sure you know like i know that we've talked about how in our hometowns like everyone was getting married and they're like early to mid 20s yeah and it is just like ludicrous to yeah, me. I mean, I mean, like you know, obviously people can make it work, and and you know, but in New York City, it is just such a norm that it's like you are young and and thriving in your thirties, and you're still really figuring it out and busy too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my all time favorite uh, Sally quotes is she's like, "And I'm gonna be 40. <laughs> and Harry's like. When? when? <laughs> she says, eventually. Someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, you know, because, you know, I, I'm 31. So I all of our friends are, you know, on the cusp of being 30 or yeah. are just recently turned in their 30s. There's just this ridiculous timeline thing about like, you have to have it figured out in your 30s. And I'm like, I'm so happy I don't have it figured out at 31. <laughs> I know. It's it's so refreshing and so nice to see. But that's that's all I got. You know, this movie's amazing. Awesome. Well, you said you had a little game for me. Yes. So as I alluded to, and you've already answered like half of these, but... I've, I ha- I've never seen this. She has not seen this quiz yet. And I would like to play How Well Do You Know When Harry Met Sally? This is on BuzzFeed.com. 
<laughs> not a sponsor. You didn't tell me it was a BuzzFeed quiz. But it's a pretty, it's a good quiz. Is it? Yeah. All right. Because everyone on BuzzFeed probably also obsessively watches yeah, movies. I mean, some of these are get, some of these are layups. Some of these are easy. Harder. Some of them, half of these we've already said the answer to. Oh. So this is a memory. Are there multiple choices or is it? There are multiple choices, but I will only give you the multiple choice answers when relevant. Okay. All righty. I'm ready. All righty. Question number one. What is the first line of the movie? It's a couple, and I don't know the line, but they're talking about, this guy's talking about being with his friend Arthur. That's that's all I've got. Yeah. I mean, of the choices, you would obviously get it. Um, but the answer is, I was sitting with my friend Arthur Kornblum in a restaurant. It was a horn and hard art caf- cafeteria. Yeah. I, I mean, remember. the other options were, I love you, oh, hi, Sally, and we fell in love in high school. <laughs> So we fell in love in high school is a is a good choice because if you remember that it's a couple, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many elderly couples are featured in the movie? Six. Correct. <laughs> Where did they go to college? University of Chicago. Perfect. Three for three. What was Harry's girlfriend? Amanda Reese. Amanda Reese. Not but Ama- she says he says Amanda Rice, and then she corrects her. He she corrects him. Yeah, but she also forgets her name. I know for when a she's like, when she's talking with Joe, she's like, "Oh, what was her name?" Now I already said this. How long was their drive to New York? Eighteen hours. Correct. It's five. How does Sally like her pie? Heated with strawberry ice cream on the side, or with homemade whipped cream, or handmade whipped cream, or if there isn't whipped cream. Uh, nothing, and also the pie not heated, right? Correct. The answer they gave was heated with strawberry ice cream on the side or real whipped cream. But yes, yeah. you nailed that. Yeah, and then, and then she said, wow, they, they left out a part of it. What's Sally's job? She's a journalist. What's Harry's job? He's a political consultant. Nailed it. Nailed both of those. Those were two different questions. Where are they traveling when they run into each other again? At the airport. At the airport? Yeah. Oh, I don't know this one. What are the choices? I'm not giving you choices. It's a major city. Is it DC? It's DC. Okay. <laughs> I had to guess this one too when I took the quiz because I, I, I and I just guessed DC because he's a political consultant. Yeah, I I didn't think there was ever any West Coast featured, and mm. they wouldn't fly to like Boston, so or Chicago. Those are the other two. Oh, are they really? The, the three other options are LA, Chicago, and Boston. Are they really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Which of these is not true about Harry's ex-wife, and yeah. so. Her name is Helen Hilson. She has a child. She's a lawyer. She, has she a child. kept her maiden. Yep. <laughs> she doesn't have a child. When does Sally think the clock really starts to tick? Thirty-six. Correct. Okay. <laughs> if you know this, we're do- we might be done with the quiz. What does the mover shirt say when he comes to pick up Harry's ex-wife's things? Don't fuck with Mister Zero. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> You already answered this. Which bookstore are they in when they run into each other in New York? Shakespeare and Company. Shakespeare and Company, right? Does Harry think Sally's high maintenance or low maintenance? Oh, she's high maintenance, but she thinks that she's low maintenance. Correct. Much like me. Correct. Where does the famous orgasm scene take place? Cat's Delicatessen. That's correct. What publication do Jess and Sally both write for? New York Magazine. Where do Harry and Sally run into Harry's ex-wife? Is it a sharper image? It is a sharper image. I think I said that earlier. Oh, did you? Okay. What doesn't Harry say in his final speech to Sally? I love that you get cold out when it's 71 degrees. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. I love that I can smell your perfume on my clothes after spending the whole day with you. 
And then the one that's incorrect is, I love that you can tell me when I'm wrong. Boo, it's that one. <laughs> what is the last line of the movie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> How many years pass over the course of the movie? Twelve. Yep. Yep, that's it. Oh, wow. Well, I know that it's right because... Uh, the last bit of the movie is them talking about how they had a beautiful coconut cake with tears and they had to have the chocolate on the so- on the side because sometimes, you know, like it like makes it really soggy according yeah. to... And, and then Harry says, right. right. And then it just cuts. Yeah. So the coconut cake on was also one of the options. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Wow. That's impressive. This might be... Mm-hmm. This is not the movie that I've seen the most, but this is the movie that I remember the most. I was nervous. I thought it was going to be harder. You know, of the quizzes I looked at, that was one of the harder ones, oh. you know. Also one of the ones that was like a reasonable length. There was like a hundred question quiz about when Harry met Sally. We'll do that later. I'll yeah, look at it later. That's a bonus episode. Yeah, exactly. So since you nailed that quiz, do you have any fun facts for me about this movie that I might not know? Yeah, I may have said some of these to you, but for our listeners, I think that there's some really fun facts about this film. Please. So first off, Harry and Sally were modeled after director Rob Reiner and screenwriter Nora Ephron, except for the falling in love part. Oh. Yeah. So after 10 years of marriage, Rob Reiner divorced. Mm -hmm. And when Reiner met Nora Ephron in the mid-1980s, he pitched a number of ideas for movies including a comedy based on his dating experiences. And so Efron agreed to write it after extensively interviewing Rob Reiner. Oh, that's fun. Which also, God, to be a fly on the wall. Um, the love stories, the couples that you see in the movie, those aren't actors. Those are real couples. Yeah, I, I figured that. Yeah. Nora Efron initially hated When Harry Met Sally as a title. Mm. It was really difficult for them to settle on a title for the screenplay. She tried a bunch, including Boy Meets Girl, How They Met, and Harry, This Is Sally, which is fascinating. I think When Harry Met Sally is the best one of those. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, this was such an ordeal that Reiner eventually turned the naming process into a contest among the crew members. (laughs) And whoever picked the title would win a case of champagne. It is unknown who came up with When Harry Met Sally, but uh, I thought that was really fun. I love that. That's amazing. So in the first draft of the script, Harry and Sally didn't end up together. Oh. Which I think influences so much of the writing because I, they have really good chemistry, but I wouldn't say that they have a lot of romantic chemistry until the tail end of the second act, if not the beginning of the third act. Yeah. I think that there really is this sort of switch that happens. Um, and that's influenced by the fact that they weren't going to end up together. Yeah. I think, honestly, a lot of their, like, romantic tension comes from when they're, like, fighting or, like, apart from each other. Yeah. And, like, you can see how much they're, like, longing for each other, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when they're together, it just feels, like, normal. Like, they're just friends or whatever. And I don't know. That feels like how, like, a couple should feel like when they're together, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just some background. Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner have been really good friends since the 70s. and That sort of shows. Um, And the split screen scenes in When Harry Met Sally Mm -hmm. are an ironic homage to a 1959 movie called Pillow Talk. (laughs) Okay. At the time Pillow Talk was made, the Motion Pictures Production Code, also known as the Hayes Code, set moral guidelines for all the films released by major studios. Movies weren't allowed to show a couple in bed together or any sort of sexual relationships between unmarried partners. 50s were weird. 
The code was abandoned in 1968. Harry and Sally were kept apart to show how close they were as just friends. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But also, God, the 50s. And then, of course, my absolute favorite piece of trivia. Can I guess? Yes. Is that in the diner scene, Rob Reiner's mom is the one who says, I'll have what she's having. That is correct. And the American Film Institute ranked it as 33 in its list of top 100 movie quotes ever. That's amazing. The famous line wasn't in the original script. Crystal suggested it after he and Ryan improvised the entire scene. That's amazing. The two were originally supposed to discuss just faking it without an actual demonstration. And Meg Ryan just went in. Wow. That's that's amazing. And also it's amazing because like this was like Meg Ryan was young. She's like cast in this like heavy hitter production. And she just goes in she really does it's amazing (laughs) all righty folks as we do every episode it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie as is tradition we base our rankings around the 12 days of christmas so out of 12 days of christmas how many days of christmas is this for you dear daniel tread lightly even if this was not one of your favorite movies of all time this is an easy easy layup this is 12 drummers drumming. Yes. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. a perfect movie. It's so we've, good. We've said nothing but glowing things because about it's this perfect. movie. I'd watch it again tomorrow. It's so good. I love it. That's all I have to say. 12 out of 12. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to give it higher than 12 because I know I gave Nightmare before Christmas like a 13 or something. You don't adhere to the, way, the ways our scales work. I know. So I am going to just give it a solid 12 out of 12 drummers drumming. It's so good. I just don't even feel like I have to overcompensate by giving it a higher score because objectively it is so, so good. It's a perfect movie. Is it a Christmas movie? You can talk about whether it's a fall movie. You can talk about whether it's a New Year's movie. I tend to watch it around New Year's. It's within the seasonal holiday realm. It is within the seasonal holiday realm. And it definitely feels more like a Christmas movie than like Die Hard does. And... I'm so happy to have been able to squeeze it into into our podcast to just be able to gush and be happy and just truly, genuinely enjoy something. Thank you so much for listening. We are only 29 days away from Christmas and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends and family if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we take a look back at the Princess Switch. The Princess Switch, finally. This has been highly anticipated by you. Truly. We've also been calling it the wrong thing the whole time. <laughs> We've been calling it the Christmas Switch, I think, but it is the Princess Switch starring Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And as we say every episode, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.